A leader's ability to inspire and motivate employees is based on trust. When people trust you, they have confidence in your decisions. Even in uncertainty, they will be influenced by your leadership. That's because they expect you to do what you say you'll do. Every day I ask myself, what am I doing to live my best life? Lifelong Learning and Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Three Pines Leadership. Here's your host, success coach, teacher, and mediator, Molly Doris. Hey, welcome back. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to take a moment to show some accountability to the goals I set this year. One part of my resolution was starting this podcast, and well, we passed a milestone. Last week was episode 10. Well, I love sharing this information with you all so much, and I enjoy connecting with you online through our Instagram account at 3-T-H-R-E-E underscore pines underscore leadership. I am thankful to you, the listener, and so grateful for your support. Hashtag accountability, hashtag grateful. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. In this episode, we're talking about trust, respect, and accountability. Let's get into it. Aligning your words and actions is a key pillar to building trust with employees and ultimately for an organization's success. We often find employees say that what leaders say and do has the most impact on their perception of an organization. When there is disconnect between a leader's words and their actions, employees are less likely to become engaged and committed to the organization. Actions matter most if you want to earn an employee's trust and engage them in the organization. Starting with the leader, it takes involvement at every level to create a deep bond of believability that motivates employees to put forth effort needed to make their organization successful. Here are six different ways that leaders at all levels can build trust by aligning their actions with their words. First, Recognize that building trust takes hard work. Trust must be earned. It comes from a conscious effort to walk your talk, keep your promises, and align your behavior with your values. Building trust is worth the effort because once trust is lost, it can be very difficult to recover. Number two, be honest and supportive. Even when it's difficult, tell the truth and not just what you think people want to hear. Understand what employees need to know and communicate facts while being considerate of their effort and sensitive to their feelings. Showing support and understanding for your team members, even when mistakes are made. It goes a long way in building trust as a leader. Number three, commit to follow through. Even the best intended talk is hollow if not followed by corresponding action. Say you'll do something only if you are able to follow through, and don't commit if there's a chance you won't be able to deliver. Breaking a commitment can destroy trust that you've built, as well as make people less inclined to trust you in the future. Number four, be consistent. Consistently doing what you say you'll do builds trust over time. It can't be something you only do occasionally. Keeping commitments must be the essence of your behavior in all relationships, day after day, year after year. Number five, model the behavior you seek. Nothing speaks more loudly about the culture of an organization than the leader's behavior. 
which influences the employee's actions and has the potential to drive their results. If you say teamwork is important, reinforce the point by collaborating across teams and functions. Give credit when people do great work and you'll set the stage for an appreciative culture. And number six, build in accountability. When you and other leaders acknowledge your mistakes as well as your successes, employees see you as credible and will follow your lead. You'll encourage honest dialogue and foster accountability by building in processes that become part of the culture, such as evaluation on every project, positives, negatives, things to change, or a status report and next steps in a meeting agenda, like tracking deadlines and milestones. Or as I've said in previous episodes, build in debriefing at the end of all of your projects. Look at where and if there's a disconnect between what you're saying and what you're doing. And think about how you could use these steps to build trust with your employees in your organization. To build trust, you need to build a relationship. So take a moment to consider the quality of the relationships you have in your work environment. Think about where you are in the structure of your team. How are the relationships you have with the people on your rung? How are the relationships you have with the people on the rungs above you? Or what about the rungs below you and your direct reports? The Gallup organization did a poll once investigating the correlation between the quality of relationships you have at work and your level of satisfaction. And what they found is that people who have a friend, a good friend or just a work friend at work are more likely to feel satisfied. So this stresses how important it is to focus on those relationships. You don't have to have your your best friend, best, 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 best friend at work, but having those people that you love to see every day when you come into work. I know in my workplace, there's a handful of, of staff I work with who greet you every morning with such enthusiasm, such great smiles, no matter how tired I am in the morning, maybe I had a horrible commute, maybe my coffee machine's not working or whatever. I show up to work and I am energized and enthused by the people around me. That's the importance of relationships. There are other employees who walk in the room and it's as if they they take all the air out. They've taken all the joy out just by simply walking into the room. You don't want that. You don't want to be that person. Focus on building fantastic, long-lasting, strong, supportive relationships in your teams. Human beings are naturally social creatures. We crave friendships and positive interactions, just as we do food and water. So it makes sense that the better our relationships are at work, the happier and more productive we're going to be. Good working relationships give us several other benefits. For example, our work is more enjoyable when we have good relationships with those around us. Also, people are more likely to go along with changes that we want to implement when we're more innovative and more creative, which comes from having great relationships at work. What's more is that good relationships give us freedom. Instead of spending time and energy overcoming the problems associated with negative relationships, we can instead focus that energy on building new opportunities. Good relationships are also often necessary if we hope to develop our own careers. After all, if your boss doesn't trust you, it's likely that he or she won't consider you for a new position when it opens up. And overall, we want to work with people we're on good terms with. We are more likely to take risks in our thinking and think more innovatively if we feel safe within our group of people, our peers. We also need good working relationships with others in our professional circle. Your customers, your suppliers, key stakeholders are all essential to our success. So it's important to maintain good relationships on those levels as well. So what exactly is a good relationship? 
These are characteristics of good, healthy, working relationships. So first, you have trust. Trust is the foundation of every good relationship. When you trust your team and your colleagues, you form a powerful bond that helps you work and communicate more effectively. If you trust the people you work with, you can be open and honest in your thoughts and your actions, and you don't have to waste time and energy, quote unquote, watching your back. The second thing you need is mutual respect. When you respect the people you work with, you value their input and their ideas, and they value yours in return. Working together, you can develop solutions based on your collective insight, wisdom, and creativity. The next thing you need is mindfulness. And we'll dive a lot deeper into mindfulness later on this year. But for now, mindfulness means taking responsibility for your words and your actions. Those who are mindful are careful and attend to what they say. They don't let their own negative emotions impact the people around them. You also need to be welcoming of diversity. People with good relationships not only accept diverse people and opinions, but they welcome them. For instance, when your friends and colleagues offer different opinions from yours, you take the time to consider what they've said and factor their insights into your decision-making. Diversity is our strength. And finally, you need open communication. We communicate all day, whether we're sending emails or instant messages, we're meeting face-to-face -face or on the phone. The better and more effectively you communicate with those around you, the richer your relationships will be. All good relationships depend on open and honest communication. So I hope you've learned something this episode. I hope you are able to incorporate this into your working relationships to build strong, open communication, a foundation of trust, and mutual respect. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Make sure you tune in again for next week's episode. You can hit the subscribe button so you get all of our episodes delivered straight to you. Join us on Instagram at 3 underscore pines underscore leadership or on our Facebook page at the same name. Until next week, my friends, be excellent to each other.